Welcome to the podcast series from the National Centre for Research Methods at the University of Southampton. In today's podcast, Dr Liam Berryman from the University of Sussex talks about an NCRM methodological innovation project looking at how qualitative longitudinal methods can be used to look at the lives and experiences of children. Currently the last year we've been working on a project which has been a joint project between Sussex, Brighton and the Open University called Face to Face which is an NCRM methodological innovation project. The main aim of the project has really been to think about how we can use qualitative longitudinal methods such as young people's favourite objects and things as a way of gauging their relationship to the past and the present through their material world and also day in the life observations so actually spending a day with young people and seeing the temporal moments and rhythms of their day for ourselves with them and recording those. So what did you specifically want to look at and why? So the main issue for us was thinking about how we can capture temporalities using different kinds of methods and how we can do this particularly with children and young people as a a specific group for whom their lives are kind of constantly changing, that digital media in particular shapes and transforms their everyday lives on a daily basis. So that's the reason why the project's called Face to Face, is that we were interested in this relationship between what they do in the course of their daily lives face to face and what they do that's mediated using online or mobile devices. And so feeding those two things together, the issues of temporality and digital technologies and how that intersects around young people's daily lives. Okay, talk us through how you've gone about that then. What have you actually been doing? We've been working with two groups of young people over the course of the year. One is a group who have previously been part of a longitudinal project called Making Modern Mothers, which Rachel Thompson was previously involved in. And we've returned to those young people who are now six years old, turning seven. And then we've also convened a new group of young people, which I've principally been working with, along with a few other members of the team who are aged between 11 and 15. So two very different age groups and ones which represent very distinct times in children's lives. With the younger children, we've seen a kind of, I wouldn't say pre-digital, but they're working their way towards certain kinds of technologies and learning a little bit about the digital landscape that they're coming into. And then we have the older panel who are much more sophisticated with the technology, who are using social media and other platforms on a daily basis. Talk us through that. How did that work? So this is a method that was previously trialled in the Making Modern Motherhood project with the grandmothers of the six-year-olds. And these, in that case, the grandmothers chose objects that were from their past, present or future, things that represented something about a particular time in their life. And we wanted to do the same thing with the children, but obviously kind of being aware that there might be different issues involved. And with the younger ones, we found that there wasn't a great sense of the temporality of their objects, that they had lots of favourite things that they wanted to kind of show and display to the researcher. And then on the other hand, with the older children, they chose quite specific objects that were quite clearly demarcated as this is something from my past. So I talked today about a girl who chose a a broken Tamagotchi that she's kept from when she was younger and she chose her mobile phone as a present. And as you can imagine, digital technology came up as a favourite thing time and time again. We had tablets and mobile phones, but I mean, that wasn't always the case. There were some exceptions, but it kind of provided a way into thinking about how they relate objects to who they are now, their material culture in the present, but also their past. So how do they see themselves as changing in relation to these objects. Why did a girl, for example, choose to keep hold of this Tamagotchi? What's its value and relevance for her now? So there's a sense of the past and the present that comes out through just talking about these objects, of sharing them with the researcher. What were your key findings around that area? What were the main things that came out for you from undertaking that exercise? Just having a sense of what's important and what's valuable to those different age groups. What's valuable and interesting for them changes with age. With the younger panel, we got a sense of how they're growing up, the different kinds of toys that they're engaging with, how they see themselves emerging. There are certain things that they think that they're more grown up for now than they used to be. So one boy who I talked about in the panel discussion likes cars and he used to have a Lego camper van, but he says that's now 
a non-reliable vehicle. He doesn't like it because it's not fast enough. <laughs> so you get the sense of they're kind of changing interests. And then with the older panel, for their objects from the past, which they took quite a great deal of care choosing, they tended to be things that they were quite nostalgic about from their childhood. But then obviously with the older panel, they also chose objects from the present, and those tended to be the media technologies such as phones and tablets. And what was really interesting about those was how important it was to them as social beings that it defined their friendships. It was a key site of connection. One girl talked about when a Blackberry died, she was in a blackout for a week where she had no contact with her friends except face-to-face -face in school. And for her, that was a significant challenge. I'm interested to know how you also used technology and social media in your research from a methodological point of view. So we used a range of multimedia tools. In the favourite thing interviews, we took photographs of the objects, we recorded their sounds, we recorded the interviews with them. But where those multimedia tools really came into use was when we did the day in the life studies, which were observations with the young people over the course of one day with a researcher present. And in those instances, the researcher took traditional field notes and wrote kind of lengthy accounts about the day. But in addition to that, we also used photographs and sound recordings as a way of trying to capture the different kinds of activities, practices and moments in the day or as a toolkit for researchers. And part of this project has been to try and think about how we can use these devices effectively, but also ethically. So one of the key challenges for us was that, for example, in taking photographs, we were concerned at the beginning of the project about recording their faces if we wanted to make public accounts of their day. So if we wanted to show these sounds and photographs, it involved an ethical dimension of what can we record, what can we show? And so that informed the process all the way along in terms of thinking about the kinds of data that we could collect. And I think that this is where key debates are kind of emerging from this research and elsewhere as to what kinds of data we can collect with these tools that provide very rich forms of data, very intimate accounts in terms of how we can use them, but thinking about the ethics of that at the same time. It's exciting and innovative, but it's also challenging, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very challenging. And just in terms of the practical terms of having these devices, of being a multitasking researcher, it was okay in the home where, or at school where you could put down your devices and use each one as and when. But in those key moments where you want to record everything, there's a challenge there in terms of just being able to select which device captures that moment and writing that up afterwards. What would you say at this stage in the research are, are the sort of the key takeaways for yourself or other researchers working in this area trying to use these new methods? So specifically for us, it's about thinking about temporality. So we want to know how we can record and document different kinds of temporality of change over time, but also of specific moments in the day. And I think for us, we found them to be quite effective tools to that end. We were also working on multimedia platforms to display this data. And again, that's involved a lot of reflection and thought around how we can make those representations represent the temporalities that we were recording, whether that be kind of using video or slides that can kind of move between different media objects so it's been quite a challenging process to think through how you represent that data as temporal data but as I mentioned earlier in terms of ethics as well it raises key issues around what we can show we're working with two media consultants who are documentary makers who have very different perspectives on the ethics that they've worked on projects where it's fine to show children's faces as long as you have permission from people to do that so there's this interesting dialogues that are emerging between us as researchers as well as other professionals in the field of documentary making but also in terms of archives so the next step for us is working with the Mass Observation Archive of actually putting this data into a collection that can be accessed around children's everyday lives. And that again raises issues if we're collecting this time-sensitive data about children's lives that can be quite rich but also revealing. You know, what do you make public? How do the young people themselves feel about making these things public? And so the project that we have funding for, which is an AHLC Digital Transformation Award, will be to think through these issues but to bring together archivists, young people 
and researchers as a way of trying to have some form of knowledge exchange and debate around what it means to put a data into an archive and to make it public. And how does that relate to young people's existing practices of making things public or private using social media and tools that they use on an everyday basis? Face-to-face, -face, tracing the real and the mediated in children's cultural worlds is a joint project between the Universities of Sussex and Brighton and the Open University. You can find out more about the project on the NCRM website at www.ncrm.ac.uk.